here we go again. <laughs> and you know who it is. It's Big Al, baby. And I'm in the house. You better watch your mouth. Today's episode is called Work. Wow. We all know about work. Man, sometimes work can be good, or sometimes work can be very taxing. Stay tuned. And your man, Big Al, Big Al, Big Al, is going to be right back. Hello, I just wanted to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Big Al's Life Journey. We're going to be talking about work. Work is something we must do to provide for our families. But wow, when you start talking about work, a lot of things come to mind. You know, you always think about the mothers that have to go out to work. They have to they have to get the sitter for the kids, you know. They have to put them on a bus. All the things that come with work. Trying to get to work on time, traffic, the things we forget on the way to work, like your lunch, you know, you forgot to cancel an appointment. It's all the things that you have to do prior to going to work. And we all know work itself can be very taxing. I mean... You know, you can be having the time of your life, a good day, and then your boss comes in and he re- he rearranges your whole schedule, things you had had planned for the day, you know, and then sometimes, I'm telling you, you, you really get in the flesh. You, you start to get angry. You start to get into that bad mood. And one thing you have to be very careful when working, you have to separate your personal life, the life you live outside of work from your work life, because if you don't and they interfere with each other, you're going to have issues because I found myself doing that one time. You bring work home with you, things that happen during the day. So what I try to do is when I leave work is just leave work at work. You know, work is work, you know, because my family always asks me, how was work? You know, and I always say work is work, and that's all it is. You know, all the things that you go through during the course of a day, you know, one minute things can shift in such a way that you're not even ready for, you're not prepared for. But I try my best every day to prepare myself spiritually, mentally, you know, for work, you know, I usually get up, I pray, I ask God to help me with the challenges and things that I'm going to go through during the day. And some people, you know, they have nervous energy, you know, when they're working, you know, they're like, they're, they're so nervous. Oh, the boss is going to put this on the boss, you know. But one thing I've saw this week, you know, working with people, if people have a real issue, they don't consult the boss uh, the supervisors, they usually tell the co-workers, and sometimes the co-workers are the wrong people to tell. Because you say something to a co-worker, and if a co-worker has a big mouth, you know, the co-worker will go back and tell a supervisor, hey, look, this is what Big Al is saying, Big Al is doing this, Big Al. So all the challenges that come with work, work is very, very challenging. And you have to be careful that you don't lose sight of what you're there for. 
You know, you're there to work. You're not there to make friends. It's okay if you make friends. But I really never found myself making uh, too many friends at work. You know, and there's nothing wrong with it. But my, my sole purpose is to work. And I think us as people, we lose sight of that. Because the workplace, the people really become kind of like your family. You see them more than your family. You spend 8, 10 hours, 16 hours, or how many hours a day you're working with your co-workers. You know, and they become a, a part of your life. You know, you share certain things with them. You know, and a lot of times when we go home, we're exhausted, you know. We're tired from a day's work. So we have to be very careful when it comes to work that we will separate the workload from our families. You know, because our families have different needs than our workplace has different needs. You have some bosses that's very demanding. They want that deadline, Matt. This has to get done right now. Stop what you're doing. I've been on jobs like that. You're in the midst of a whole different project. The boss comes over. Stop that, Big Al. Don't do that, my man. We don't want to do that right now. We want to do this whole new project. You're almost like you're starting from the beginning. That can be very, very frustrating. You know, and that's where work stress comes in. You know, there's a lot to say about work stress, you know. If you look at the, uh, the statistics and you look at things of work stress, you know, a lot of times stress brings blood pressure issues. It brings a lot of different things. It, it brings different mood changes, you know, because when you know that you're going to a job or have a job where it's bringing high levels of stress in your life, you know what, you're going to react to things. You're going to have behaviors. You're going to, you know act like you know normally wouldn't act because of the pressure or before you get to the job you're like oh i know what's going to happen today this guy's going to ride me like a cow i do not want to deal with this guy today i don't know about you but i've been on jobs like that that i know before i get there he's already ready to just blast me with things to do things that's impossible for me and deadlines impossible for me to make you know, and I think if we try to, and I'm not saying it always work, we try to communicate the best we can with our bosses and our supervisors, I think that it'd be better instead of telling your coworkers, it's okay to vent and share things with your coworkers, but usually a lot of times that doesn't go far because that's really not solving the issue. You have to go where the issue is. And the issue is with your supervisor or, or boss, whoever, that is your manager. You have to be able to go confront the situation. And let me tell you, I don't really not like confronting situations sometimes. You know why? Because sometimes when you confront situations, people take it the wrong way. They say, oh, now you're coming against me because I, you're coming against my authority because I told you to do it this way. No. But I like to be heard, too. If I'm doing the job, so that means I have insight of what I'm doing and what I'm trying to accomplish. And you're coming from left field, and you've never really been involved in this project that I'm doing. You know, then it can be a little, you know, it could be a little, there's a little differences there. You're like, okay, you know, I'm the boss, and I you do what I say, and do what I do, you know, so... 
it, it can it can get a little hairy sometimes. But if you have the input, like I like to have great input, especially if I'm doing a job and I've been doing it for a long time. I said, look, this goes like this because the X, Y, and Z didn't work. Sometimes people draw up a game plan just like they do in sports. You ever see sports, football, basketball? And the plan is not working that the coach has. He said, he said hey, coach, this is not working. But uh, The coach usually goes, what do you suggest we do? He said, okay, we're doing this over here. Let's try to switch it. There's nothing wrong with making adjustments in your life, making adjustments at work, making adjustments in your family life. You know, that's so key, making the right adjustments. You know, it's not about I'm better because I know more in this work or whatever. It's about finding a solution to things in life. And I, I pray that my pride would never get in the way of me finding a solution to my situation or someone else's. Or you know the solution to someone else's situation because you don't get along with them. You're not going to help them solve their, their, their problem. And that's not fair. And I pray we're not doing that as people, as believers, you know, because we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. You know, we should love one another, you know, not, you know, looking to gain anything from one another. But if you have the answer to somebody's dilemma, you know, we should, we should, you know, we should encourage the person, hey, look, this is the problem. This is the issue that you're having. And this is the solution. And that's what we want to do. We want to bring solutions to things in people's lives. We don't want people to be struggling, you know, because our pride gets in the way. So, oh, let them do it on their own. They'll learn one day. That's not fair to that person. Stress at work. Whatever your work demands, there are steps you can take to protect yourself from uh, damaging effects of stress, improving your job satisfaction, bolstering well-being, on and off the job. I like that. You know, there are things that, you know, uh, steps we can take. And we should always look for steps to take. You know, and we should not always judge one day on the next. You know, if I had a bad day yesterday, I have no business in yesterday. I got to look for a better day today. And if I'm, if, if I'm having issues in my life right now, I cannot go, oh, it's going to always be like that. I have to look for a solution. I have to pray and say, hey, God, you know what? I need help here. Can you help me uh, with this issue? Can you help me with this problems? And God will. You know, God always has the solution in his word. And if we take time with God and we pray and we ask God to help us, God will help us with our issues, you know. And when in the workplace, stress can be too much. Stress isn't always bad. A little bit of stress can help you stay focused, energetic, and able to meet new challenges in the workplace. I don't know about that. I don't like to be stressed. I don't like to be uh, have anxiety in my life. I don't like those things. And those things just cause a whole bunch of different issues in your life when you're stressed out. You know, you, you, To me, when I get stressed, I don't think straight. You know, and if you get too much stress and things just, just snowball, it's like a snowball effect. And then you see people getting stressed and then they get angry. And then I see it all the time in the workplace, people getting angry and shouting. And, and I try to stay away from that. 
try to stay away from that because that doesn't solve any issues. Being stressed and being upset doesn't solve any issues with the with the uh, problems that you're you're facing. You know, it really doesn't. It it works to keep you on your toes during the presentation or alert to prevent accidents or costly mistakes. But in today's hectic world, the workplace too often seems like an emotional roller coaster. Let me tell you something. Work is an emotional roller coaster. Because sometimes if you're working with people, they can be having a bad day and they come, they come at you like a lion. You know, and I always try to keep myself together because you don't want to react when someone else is reacting because two wrongs don't make a right. Because you guys are colliding in the middle like those two rams. Have you ever seen those two rams? They come and they, their two heads hit each other, those horns, boom, boom. And that's how it is. And that's not healthy for a workplace. Then someone gets hurt, and then other people get involved, and then you're in a meeting. Then if human resources are involved, then that one's involved, and that one's involved. And what happened is like it turns into something bigger. I've been there. turns into something bigger than what it should have been just by us trying to get along in this workplace. Long hours, tight deadlines, and even increasing demands can leave you feeling worried, drained, and overwhelmed. Wow, I've been there. I've been there, man. Let me tell you, baby. I've been there. You know, because you got you got your family in one hand, and then you got the work in the other hand. It's like, wow. And if your family, you're having issues in your family, and then you got issues at work, sometimes, man... That can that's like lighting a flame, you know, lighting a flame to a log, man, that has gasoline on that then goes up. So you have to try to keep yourself together the best way you can when it comes to work, when it comes to family. You know, when it comes to those challenging demands. Like I was saying earlier, we have to learn to communicate better. And that's what I notice about work. Our communication levels break down at work. You know, one person is saying one thing, one person is saying another thing. I didn't mean to say that. That's wrong. I've been there. I've been in the middle of two supervisors saying two different things to me. And I do one thing and I get in trouble. And I say, hey, wait a minute. I didn't do it myself. I would never take that task on myself. The supervisor, the other one told me to do what? I got to talk to them. And then they're hashing it out. You know, so the communication is so, so important. Not just at work, but in your own personal life. Your communication with your family. Your communication, you know, with your children. You know, it's so important, communication. And I, we have lost communication. We have lost touch what communication, you know, because how we communicate a lot of times is through emails. We communicate through text messages, through messaging. We don't really talk to each other anymore. We don't sit down. We don't discuss things anymore. You know, we don't, you know, say, you know, what's going on face-to-face -face anymore. You know, we're always doing it over the, the, the cell phone or the computer. And we have lost that face-to-face -face, uh, communication you know, it's really sad because young people don't know how to communicate today. They need to be able to look at each other, you know, not just uh, through a cell phone or through 
a, a computer screen, you got to be able to confront each other face to face, and there's nothing wrong with that. I kind of miss that talking to people even over the telephone. Some people you try to call, they don't even they, they don't even pick up the phone. They're texting you, you know. A text message, you can really say anything. You really, you know, you can't really say how you feel through a text message. But when you're in front of a person, and, and no matter what the situation is, and you're pouring your heart, heart, heart out to that person, and you're telling that person how you really feel, you know, and you're looking at them in their eyes, and you're seeing their reaction... That's the best way to communicate. That's how we were meant to communicate. That's how God was communicating with Adam and with Eve face to face. God was communicating with them, you know. And that's how we have to remember. The best way to communicate with someone is face to face. Yeah, we're busy. You can email somebody. You can text somebody. You know, it's funny with me because if you're going to email me, uh, a lot of times, let me tell you something, I'm not really, I check my emails probably once a day. You know, I'm not a big email person, but I check my emails once a day. But what I'm saying is the best communication is face-to-face, -face, and we have to get back to that. And when stress exceeds your ability to cope, it stops being helpful and starts causing damage to your mind. Now, once your mind gets stressed out, and once you're in trouble with the stress, let me tell you something. That's going to take a toll on your health, then your blood pressure, then your sugar. You know, everything is going up. Everything is unraveling because of stress. You know, so we have to be very careful with stress. Like some people say, oh, I feel this pain. I feel that stress can do a lot because I was heavily stressed at one time. Heavily stressed. You know, with the bills, the family, this one, that one, you know, heavily stressed. But thanks be to God, I know how to cast my cares on, on Jesus because he cares for me. He tells me to do that, to cast my cares on him, you know, because he cares for me. Not only he cares for me, he cares for you. So we have to be very careful with stress because it says stress will get into your mind. Once your mind is infected with things, man... Has someone ever said something to you that was not nice, like like a demeaning word or something that gets into your head, you know, starts stumbling, you stumbles you, you get so upset, you, you find yourself getting angry over this. But the funny thing about it is, it doesn't have to be that way. You should know who you are as a person. If you didn't if you don't do those things, Hey, listen, let that roll off your, your back. Just like the water rolls off a duck's back, let it roll off your back. But listen, sometimes we have areas in our life that's weak. We have areas in our life that's frail, but that's okay. If it is, you embrace it and you deal with it. You confront it. That issue, whatever it is, you confront it. You go to God with prayer and say, hey, God, help me with this issue. I need deliverance, and I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want... And God in his goodness will help you through those areas. You know, it's where you're standing today that matters. You know, it might not be good today, but tomorrow I'm expecting that sun to shine. I'm expecting that better and brighter day tomorrow. You know, that's what I'm expecting. You know, the better and brighter day. You know, that's what I'm expecting. Listen, I hope this was very helpful to you, you know, uh, taking on the task of work the taxness of work, you know. I just want to thank you all again for tuning in 
to another episode of Big Al's Life Journey. Always remember, it's Big Al, baby. And I'm in the house. You better watch your 